Section three of Six Stories by George MacDonald. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Six Stories by George MacDonald. Section three The Cruel Painter. Part three. When Karl had reached his room and was dressing himself, the thought struck him that something might be made of the report of the extreme weight of the body of old Kuntz, to favor the continuance of the delusion of Teufelsburst, although he hardly knew yet to what use he could turn this delusion. He was convinced that he would have made no progress however long he might have remained in his house and that he would have more chance of favor with lilith if he were to meet her in any other circumstances whatever than those in which he invariably saw her namely surrounded by her father's influences and watched by her father's cold blue eyes as soon as he was dressed he crept down to the studio which was now quiet enough the storm being over and the moon filling it with her steady shine in the corner lay in all directions the fragments of the mould which his own body had formed and filled the bag of plaster and the bucket of water which the painter had been using stood beside lotkin gathered all the pieces together and then making his way to an outhouse where he had seen various odds and ends of rubbish lying chose from the heap as many pieces of old iron and other metal as he could find to these he added a few large stones from the garden when he had got all into the studio he locked the door and proceeded to fit together the parts of the mould filling up the hollow as he went on with the heaviest things he could get into it and solidifying the hole by pouring in plaster till having at length completed it and obliterated as much as possible the marks of joining he left it to harden with the conviction that now it would make a considerable impression on teufelsburst's imagination as well as on his muscular sense he then left everything else as nearly undisturbed as he could and knowing all the ways of the house was soon in the street without leaving any signs of his exit Karl soon found himself before the house in which his friend Hulenraken resided. Knowing his studious habits, he had hoped to see his light still burning, nor was he disappointed. He contrived to bring him to his window, and a moment after the door was cautiously opened. "'Why, Lotkin, where do you come from?' "'From the grave, Heinrich, or next door to it.' come in and tell me all about it we thought the old painter had made a model of you and tortured you to death perhaps you are not far wrong but get me a horn of ale for even a vampire is thirsty you know a vampire exclaimed heinrich retreating a pace and involuntarily putting himself upon his guard karl laughed my hand was warm was it not old fellow he said vampires are cold all but the blood what a fool i am rejoined heinrich but you know we have been hearing such horrors lately that a fellow may be excused for shuddering a little when a pale-faced apparition tells him at two o'clock in the morning that he is a vampire and thirsty too karl told him the whole story and the mental process of regarding it for the sake of telling it revealed to him pretty clearly some of the treatment of which he had been unconscious at the time heinrich was quite sure that his suspicions were correct and now the question was 
what was to be done next at all events said heinrich we must keep you out of the way for some time i will represent to my landlady that you are in hiding from enemies and her heart will rule her tongue she can let you have a garret-room i know and i will do as well as i can to bear you company we shall have time then to invent some plan of operation to this proposal karl agreed with hearty thanks and soon all was arranged the only conclusion they could yet arrive at was that somehow or other the old demon painter must be tamed meantime how fared it with lilith she too had no doubt that she had seen the body ghost of poor karl and that the vampire had according to rule paid her the first visit because he loved her best this was horrible enough if the vampire were not really the person he represented but if in any sense it were karl himself at least it gave some expectation of a more prolonged existence than her father had taught her to look for and if love anything like her mother's still lasted even along with the habits of a vampire there was something to hope for in the future and then though he had visited her he had not as far as she was aware deprived her of a drop of blood she could not be certain that he had not bitten her for she had been in such a strange condition of mind that she might not have felt it but she believed that he had restrained the impulses of his vampire nature and had left her lest he should yield to them she fell fast asleep and when morning came there was not as far as she could judge one of those triangular leech-like perforations to be found upon her whole body will it be believed that the moment she was satisfied of this she was seized by a terrible jealousy lest karl should have gone and bitten some one else most people will wonder that she should not have gone out of her senses at once but there was all the difference between a visit from a real vampire and a visit from a man she had begun to love even although she took him for a vampire all the difference does not lie in a name they were very different causes and the effects must be very different when teufelsburst came down in the morning he crept into the studio like a murderer there lay the awful white block seeming to his eyes just the same as he had left it what was to be done with it he dared not open it mould and model must go together but whither if inquiry should be made after wolkenlicht and this were discovered anywhere on his premises would it not be enough to bring him at once to the gallows therefore it would be dangerous to bury it in the garden or in the cellar besides thought he with a shudder that would be to fix the vampire as a guest for ever and the horrors of the past night rushed back upon his imagination with renewed intensity what would it be to have the dead karl crawling about his house for ever now inside now out now sitting on the stairs now staring in at the windows he would have dragged it to the bottom of his garden past which the moldau flowed and plunged it into the stream but then should the spectre continue to prove troublesome it would be almost impossible to reach the body so as to destroy it by fire besides which he could not do it without assistance and the probability of discovery 
if however the apparition should turn out to be no vampire but only a respectable ghost they might manage to endure its presence till it should be weary of haunting them he resolved at last to convey the body for the meantime into a concealed cellar in the house seeing something must be done before his daughter came down proceeding to remove it his consternation as greatly increased when he discovered how the body had grown in weight since he had thus disposed of it leaving on his mind scarcely a hope that it could turn out not to be a vampire after all he could scarcely stir it and there was but one whom he could call to his assistance the old woman who acted as his housekeeper and servant he went to her room roused her and told her the whole story devoted to her master for many years and not quite so sensitive to fearful influences as when less experienced in horrors she showed immediate readiness to render him assistance utterly unable however to lift the mass between them they could only drag and push it along and such a slow toil was it that there was no time to remove the traces of its track before lilith came down and saw a broad white line leading from the door of the studio down the cellar stairs she knew in a moment what it meant but not a word was uttered about the matter and the name of karl Volkenlicht seemed to be entirely forgotten but how could the affairs of a house go on all the same when every one of the household knew that a dead body lay in the cellar nay more that although it lay still and dead enough all day it would come half alive at nightfall and turning the whole house into a sepulchre by its presence go creeping about like a cat all over it in the dark perhaps with phosphorescent eyes so it was not surprising that the painter abandoned his studio early and that the three found themselves together in the gorgeous room formerly described as soon as twilight began to fall already teufelsburst had begun to experience a kind of shrinking from the horrid faces in his own pictures and to feel disgusted at the abortions of his own mind but all that he and the old woman now felt was an increasing fear as the night drew on a kind of sickening and paralyzing terror the thing down there would not lie quiet at least its phantom in the cellars of their imagination would not as much as possible however they avoided alarming lilith who knowing all they knew was as silent as they but her mind was in a strange state of excitement partly from the presence of a new sense of love the pleasure of which all the atmosphere of grief into which it grew could not totally quench it comforted her somehow as a child may comfort when his father is away bedtime came and no one made a move to go without a word spoken on the subject the three remained together all night the elders nodding and slumbering occasionally and lilith getting some share of repose on a couch all night the shape of death might be somewhere about the house but it did not disturb them they heard no sound saw no sight and when the morning dawned they separated chilled and stupid and for the time beyond fear to seek repose in their private chambers there they remained equally undisturbed 
but when the painter approached his easel a few hours after looking more pale and haggard still than he was wont from the fears of the night a new bewilderment took possession of him he had been busy with a fresh embodiment of his favorite subject into which he had sketched the form of the student as the sufferer he had represented poor wolkenlicht as just beginning to recover from a trance while a group of surgeons unaware of the signs of returning life were absorbed in a minute dissection of one of the limbs at an open door he had painted lilith passing with her face buried in a bunch of sweet peas but when he came to the picture he found to his astonishment and terror that the face of one of the group was now turned towards that of the victim regarding his revival with demoniac satisfaction and taking pains to prevent the others from discovering it the face of this prince of torturers was that of teufelsburst himself lilith had altogether vanished and in her place stood the dim vampire reiteration of the body that lay extended on the table staring greedily at the assembled company with trembling hands the painter removed the picture from the easel and turned its face to the wall of course this was the work of lotkin when he left the house he took with him the key of a small private door which was so seldom used that while it remained closed the key would not be missed perhaps for many months watching the windows he had chosen a safe time to enter and had been hard at work all night on these alterations teufelsburst attributed them to the vampire and left the picture as he found it not daring to put brush to it again the next night was passed much after the same fashion but the fear had begun to die away a little in the hearts of the women who did not know what had taken place in the studio on the previous night it burrowed however with gathered force in the vitals of teufelsburst but this night likewise passed in peace and before it was over the old woman had taken to speculating in her own mind as to the best way of disposing of the body seeing it was not at all likely to be troublesome but when the painter entered his studio in trepidation the next morning he found that the form of the lovely lilith was painted out of every picture in the room this could not be concealed and lilith and the servant became aware that the studio was the portion of the house in haunting which the vampire left the rest in peace karl recounted all the tricks he had played to his friend heinrich who begged to be allowed to bear him company the following night to this karl consented thinking it would be considerably more agreeable to have a companion so they took a couple of bottles of wine and some provisions with them and before midnight found themselves snug in the studio they sat very quiet for some time for they knew that if they were seen two vampires would not be so terrible as one and might occasion discovery but at length heinrich could bear it no longer i say lotkin let's go and look for your dead body what has the old beggar done with it i think i know stop let me peep out all right come along with a lamp in his hand he led the way to the cellars and after searching about a little they discovered it 
it looks horrid enough said heinrich but think a drop or two of wine would brighten it up a little so he took a bottle from his pocket and after they had had a glass apiece he dropped a third in blots all over the plaster being red wine it had the effect hulenrachen desired when they visit it next they will know that the vampire can find the food he prefers said he in a corner close by the plaster they found the clothes karl had worn hello said heinrich we'll make something of this find so he carried them with him to the studio there he got hold of the lay figure what are you about heinrich going to make a scarecrow to keep the ravens off old teufel's pictures answered heinrich as he went on dressing the lay figure in karl's clothes he next seated the creature at an easel with its back to the door so that it should be the first thing the painter should see when he entered karl meant to remove this before he went for it was too comical to fall in with the rest of his proceedings but the two sat down to their supper and by the time they had finished the wine they thought they should like to go to bed so they got up and went home and karl forgot the lay figure leaving it in busy motionlessness all night before the easel when teufelsburst saw it he turned and fled with a cry that brought his daughter to his help he rushed past her able only to articulate the vampire the vampire painting far more courageous than he because her conscience was more peaceful lilith passed on to the studio she too recoiled a step or two when she saw the figure but with the sight of the back of karl as she supposed it to be came the longing to see the face that was on the other side so she crept round and round by the wall as far off as she could the figure remained motionless it was a strange kind of shock that she experienced when she saw the face disgusting from its inanity the absurdity next struck her and with the absurdity flashed into her mind the conviction that this was not the doing of a vampire for of all creatures under the moon he could not be expected to be a humorist a wild hope sprang up in her mind that karl was not dead of this she soon resolved to make herself sure she closed the door of the studio in the strength of her new hope undressed the figure put it in its place concealed the garments all the work of a few minutes and then finding her father just recovering from the worst of his fear told him there was nothing in the studio but what ought to be there and persuaded him to go and see he not only saw no one but found that no further liberties had been taken with his pictures reassured he soon persuaded himself that the spectre in this case had been the offspring of his own terror-haunted brain but he had no spirit for painting now he wandered about the house himself haunting it like a restless ghost when night came lilith retired to her own room the waters of fear had begun to subside in the house but the painter and his old attendant did not yet follow her example as soon however as the house was quite still lilith glided noiselessly down the stairs went into the studio where as yet assuredly there was no vampire and concealed herself in a corner 
as it would not do for an earnest student like heinrich to be away from his work very often he had not asked to accompany lottchen this time and indeed karl himself a little anxious about the result of the scarecrow greatly preferred going alone while she was waiting for what might happen the conviction grew upon lilith as she reviewed all the past of the story that these phenomena were the work of the real karl and of no vampire in a few moments she was still more sure of this behind the screen where she had taken refuge hung one of the pictures out of which her portrait had been painted the night before last she had taken a lamp with her into the studio with the intention of extinguishing it the moment she heard any sign of approach but as the vampire lingered she began to occupy herself with examining the picture beside her she had not looked at it long before she wetted the tip of her forefinger and began to rub away at the obliteration her suspicions were instantly confirmed the substance employed was only a gummy wash over the paint the delight she experienced at the discovery threw her into a mischievous humour i will see she said to herself whether i cannot match karl wolkenlicht at this game in a closet in the room hung a number of costumes which lilith had at different times worn for her father among them was a large white drapery which she easily disposed as a shroud with the help of some chalk she soon made herself ghastly enough and then placing her lamp on the floor behind the screen and setting a chair over it so that it should throw no light in any direction she waited once more for the vampire nor had she much longer to wait she soon heard a door move the sound of which she hardly knew and then the studio door opened her heart beat dreadfully not with fear lest it should be a vampire after all but with hope that it was karl to see him once more was too great joy would she not make up to him for all her coldness but would he care for her now perhaps he had been quite cured of his longing for a hard heart like hers she peeped it was he sure enough looking as handsome as ever he was holding his light to look at her last work and the expression of his face even in regarding her handiwork was enough to let her know that he loved her still if she had not seen this she dared not have shown herself from her hiding-place taking the lamp in her hand she got upon the chair and looked over the screen letting the light shine from below upon her face she then made a slight noise to attract karl's attention he looked up evidently rather startled and saw the face of lilith in the air he gave a stifled cry threw himself on his knees with his arms stretched towards her and moaned i have killed her i have killed her lilith descended and approached him noiselessly he did not move she came close to him and said are you karl wolkenlicht his lips moved but no sound came if you are a vampire and i am a ghost she said but a low happy laugh alone concluded the sentence karl sprang to his feet lilith's laugh changed into a burst of sobbing and weeping and in another moment the ghost was in the arms of the vampire lilith had no idea how far her father had wronged karl 
and though from thinking over the past he had no doubt that the painter had drugged him he did not wish to pain her by imparting this conviction but lilith was afraid of a reaction of rage and hatred in her father after the terror was removed and Karl saw that he might thus be deprived of all further intercourse with Lilith, and all chance of softening the old man's heart towards him, while Lilith would not hear of forsaking him who had banished all the human race but herself. They managed at length to agree upon a plan of operation. The first thing they did was to go to the cellar where the plaster mass lay, Karl carrying with him a great axe used for cleaving wood lilith shuddered when she saw it stained as it was with the wine heinrich had spilt over it and almost believed herself the midnight companion of a vampire after all visiting with him the terrible corpse in which he lived all day but karl soon reassured her and a few good blows of the axe revealed a very different core to that which teufelsburst supposed to be in it karl broke it into pieces and with lilith's help who insisted on carrying her share the whole was soon at the bottom of the moldau and every trace of its ever having existed removed before morning too the form of lilith had dawned anew in every picture there was no time to restore to its former condition the one karl had first altered for in it the changes were all that they seemed nor indeed was he capable of restoring it in the master's style but they put it quite out of the way and hoped that sufficient time might elapse before the painter thought of it again when they had done and lilith for all his entreaties would remain with him no longer karl took his former clothes with him and having spent the rest of the night in his old room dressed in them in the morning when teufelsburst entered his studio next day there sat karl as if nothing had happened finishing the drawing on which he had been at work when the fit of insensibility came upon him the painter started stared rubbed his eyes thought it was another spectral illusion and was on the point of yielding to his terror when karl rose and approached him with a smile the healthy sunshiny countenance of karl let him be ghost or goblin could not fail to produce somewhat of a tranquillizing effect on teufelsburst he took his offered hand mechanically his countenance utterly vacant with idiotic bewilderment karl said i was not well and thought it better to pay a visit to a friend for a few days but i shall soon make up for lost time for i am all right now he sat down at once taking no notice of his master's behaviour and went on with his drawing teufelsburst stood staring at him for some minutes without moving then suddenly turned and left the room karl heard him hurrying down the cellar stairs in a few moments he came up again karl stole a glance at him there he stood in the same spot no doubt more full of bewilderment than ever but it was not possible that his face should express more at last he went to his easel and sat down with a long-drawn sigh as if of relief but though he sat at his easel he painted none that day and as often as karl ventured a glance he saw him still staring at him the discovery that his pictures were restored to their former condition aided no doubt in leading him to the same conclusion as the other facts whatever that conclusion might be 
probably that he had been the sport of some evil power and had been for the greater part of a week utterly bewitched lilith had taken care to instruct the old woman with whom she was all-powerful and as neither of them showed the smallest traces of the astonishment which seemed to be slowly vitrifying his own brain he was at last perfectly satisfied that things had been going on all right everywhere but in his inner man and in this conclusion he certainly was not far wrong in more senses than one but when all was restored again to the old routine it became evident that the peculiar direction of his art in which he had hitherto indulged had ceased to interest him the shock had acted chiefly upon that part of his mental being which had been so absorbed he would sit for hours without doing anything apparently plunged in meditation several weeks elapsed without any change and both lilith and karl were getting dreadfully anxious about him karl paid him every attention and the old man for he now looked much older than before submitted to receive his services as well as those of lilith at length one morning he said in a slow thoughtful tone karl wolkenlicht i should like to paint you certainly sir answered karl jumping up where would you like me to sit so the ice of silence and inactivity was broken and the painter drew and painted and the spring of his art flowed once more and he made a beautiful portrait of karl a portrait without evil or suffering and as soon as he had finished karl he began once more to paint lilith and when he had painted her he composed a picture for the very purpose of introducing them together and in this picture there was neither ugliness nor torture but human feeling and human hope instead then karl knew that he might speak to him of lilith and he spoke and was heard with a smile but he did not dare to tell him the truth of the vampire story till one day that teufelsburst was lying on the floor of a room in karl's ancestral castle half smothered in grandchildren when the only answer it drew from the old man was a kind of shuddering laugh and the words don't speak of it karl my boy end of section three